Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We also have a special guest on the DriveCubo.com hotline. I believe he is one of the original founding members of the Hart Foundation. There was Jimmy Hart. There was Brett the Hitman Hart. And then there was Wait a minute. Republican City Council member Michael Paul Hart. Michael. Counselor, how are you? Oh, fantastic. How are you guys doing today? Man, how's, how's Brett the Hitman doing? You? Uh, it's been a while since I gave him a call, but, you, yeah. know, you know, still breaking hearts, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, last night, the city county council put the budget through, and I got to be honest, there's a lot of things that the city county council does that I'm not a fan of. I don't like the direction sometimes that the council goes, Michael, but I've really got no complaints with what happened last night. Walk us through what will happen. Yeah, so, I mean, I consider this one a boilerplate type of budget, right? You know, a lot of the stuff we do at the city is operational. Uh, you know, the budget's not perfect, but right now we've got a, a huge issue with public safety concerns in the city. And what this budget did was put a lot of money towards IMPD for hiring new officers and some training. But just because we voted yes on it doesn't mean that there's you know not a lot of other concerns. Uh, the biggest thing that we've got in the city is we might be putting these money towards officers, but, you know, we're budgeting for 1,750 officers and we can't get over 1,600. And so the, the constant issue we have is, trying to get more officers to our city. Uh, you know, on top of that, we've got some more money going towards infrastructure, um, you know, about $1.2 billion over the next five years to fill potholes. So, again, that's something that all our constituents tell us we want. But, again, the concern there is accountability. If we as the council are going to put the money there, does that mean that the city is going to hire the people that are required to do the job? And right now, that's where the city is, you know, unfortunately falling a little bit short is, is getting the people to do the job. What uh, can be done about recruitment? I mean, what are your plans? What are IMPD's plans for actively trying to uh, gain more talent? Yeah, from an IMPD standpoint, it was, you know, raise the base pay. So I, I think they're at about 60000 now for first-year officers. They've also increased uh, training opportunities. So, you know, when we go talk to, to the, you know, the FOP or we talk to just officers in general, you know, a lot of the things that they were lacking were training. And so we put that in there to try and incentivize officers to come down. Uh, you know, when I talk to the controller, when I talk to the city, it, it, you know, they say that, you know, this is, you know, uh, really interesting to a lot of folks from, from New York and other places. But uh, we just haven't seen the numbers. So uh, from, from our point, right, it's, it's talking to the city and making sure that, you know, they're accountable for what they're doing. Um, but then it's, it's the longevity over time. You know, we have to still worry about, you know, the folks that retire. We have to worry about uh, retaining and recruiting. So ultimately what the city has to do is, is be out there marketing themselves. And, and that's first and foremost. And listen, I'm not one to normally carry the water for the Democratic leadership in this city because they can be incredibly radical at times, especially when you look at the prosecutor's office and a lot of times the mayor's office, Michael. But um, you're funding the police, right? It's an overwhelming Democratic majority council. You've got a pretty radical mayor and Joe Hogsett, but while a lot of cities are trying to find some cute way, some workaround to defund the police, you guys as a collective are funding the police. That is true. That is true. And, you know, the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll kind of point out is is the morale at the office, right? You know, we've seen with the FOP vote, 
in terms of the prosecutor's race that, you know, we were potentially not seeing officers come up, come on board or we're seeing them leave because they're not confident that the prosecutor is going to prosecute. So, you know, one thing voters can do is change who their prosecutor is this year. And maybe that's the opportunity that we as, you know, as voters can do to start to change the dynamic and making sure we get those officers in the city to increase public safety and, and making sure we've got a safe city for people to come work at, visit and, and enjoy as just citizens themselves. Uh, real quick, going back to the votes in regards to the budget last night, because there are other layers to this budget. It's not just all about police. There was one of your colleagues, just one, that voted no on this last night. It was an overwhelming uh, bipartisan deal last night, uh, but only one. I believe it was Councillor Ethan Evans from the Lawrence area. What the hell's his problem, Michael? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's about as far left as you can get. Let's put it that way. Uh, he's your defund the police guy. He's the one who who is basically wants you know the 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 you know no public safety any of that. So uh, that was his concern. I think he he may have mentioned some things about the Indianapolis Housing Authority. Uh, you know that organization is is really treating you know the the properties they own pretty poorly. But you know aside from that, that dude is just far out there. He has uh, I I doubt he's even connected to his base, just knowing where he's at. Um, but he's he's just a radical. That's his problem. How connected are you to your base? What are your constituents saying on the ground in terms of safety in the city of Indianapolis? We just saw the big news making headlines uh, over the past couple of days, the Starbucks on Monument Circle closing down as a concern for the safety of their employees. What are you hearing? Yeah, as you guys, so as you guys may or may not know, I am running for the uh, Indiana State House in District 89 over there on the east side, and I'm going door-to-door a lot. And so when I'm talking to folks, Safety is a top concern. Uh, also, uh, rental properties are a concern. Both the renter and the, the neighbor are concerned with the conditions of the property uh, and, and how that creates uh, a, a, the, the view of the neighborhood. Uh, there's the concern with accountability and government and making sure that the government's doing what they're saying. Uh, that's And same with some of these you know, properties that are owned by the Indiana Housing Authority. Those are big concerns. I've got uh, you know one of these... Uh, projects that are in my district that, you know, we're trying to get flipped around. So uh, there is a concern, you know, depending on where I'm at in my district, they'll tell me that they hear gunshots, you know, on a re- on a nightly basis, right? So those things are, are happening across the city. You know, I, I basically touch from Washington down to Thompson, uh, Emerson over to, to Midhoffer right now. So I've got three different townships in my current district, and, and those are kind of the top priorities that, that I'm hearing and talking about when I'm reaching out to my constituents. Now, Counselor, I'm a little confused here. I didn't hear January 6th or abortion anywhere in the things that your constituents <laughs> are telling you. How could that possibly be, considering what the news is telling us? Because I yeah. thought it was number one and number two on everybody's list. No, no, it's it's not. that Those things, you know, don't ever come up. I mean, the other ones that you might hear, if we talk about it from a state level, right? We do. We talk about education. We talk about funding. We talk about parental choice in schools, which are extremely important. Uh, we talk about, you know, the, the standardized testing. But, yeah, hardly often do I, you know, get approached and I, you know, ask a constituents, you know, what's your concerns? Hardly ever do they say, you know, abortion in my city or do they say no one's ever mentioned January 6th to me. So, yeah, most, most folks are pretty pragmatic when I talk to them and they just want a city that's operational and they want roads that are safe to drive on. They want to be safe when they go downtown and they, they want to know that 
you know, when, when they have friends and family coming in that they're not going to be, you know, harassed when they're walking into the Starbucks on Monument Circle. How easy is it to get a hold of you, Counselor, or any member of the Indiana Indianapolis City County Council? I mean, is it just a matter of, of an email, writing, a, uh, writing an email, dialing a phone number, leaving a voicemail? And, um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, have concerns, but some people don't even know who, they're, uh, who represents them in their district. Yeah, so I actually pride myself on being easily accessible. Uh, you know, it, you can ask pretty much anybody who I've ever that sent me an email. When I get an email, I ask the, the, the individual if I can, you know, show up at their house and talk to them one-on-one. Uh, I, I've got a public number that anybody can have. They can call me at any time. They can text me. No matter what it is, I, I completely make myself available to any and all means of communication. I've got two websites that people can sign up for, heartforhouse.com, michaelpaulhart.com. There's contact forms on there. I've got, like I said, I've got two two public numbers. Uh, there's about a dozen ways to get a hold of me. And anytime I get a, a written request, a phone call, a text, whether it's you know some, somebody's concerned about zoning, there's platting, whatever the issue might be, I am on it within a day or two on returning that phone call or sending a text or shooting an email back. It is really easy to get a hold of me. And, Nigel, I will back up his claims. The last time that I ran into uh, the counselor was at the Fall Festival on Main Street in Beach Grove. And he's got, like, a booth set up at a tent, and I'm there with my youngest, Jacob. And we're just going to go up and say hi. You know, hey, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Mm. There was a woman there that was just giving the counselor an earful. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was behind her in line. So I tried to just jump in. Hey, I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> Trying to break it up, you know, maybe rescue just a little bit. But as soon as I got done, man, she was fired up. But to his credit, man, you listened to every word this woman had to say. Well, here's how I look at it, right? I tell everybody, look, I'm your microphone, and I'm here to amplify your concerns. And all the good ideas that come out of the city come from people. And if I don't take the time to listen to them, I'm never going to be able to present them at, at the full council or present them to the different agencies and boards that exist. And so, you know, I make it a, a point to talk to everybody as for as long as that they need and to, to bend my ear. I'll, I'll let them have it. Last thing here before we let you go, we got about a minute left. Some of the other items in this budget that was passed last night, a lot of it's infrastructure, right? Yes. Yeah. One point two billion over five years is infrastructure. So we can expect uh, the construction to ramp up a little bit because I was just telling Nige, the one thing we need a little bit more is some road construction around here. Sure. Yeah. More of that, please. (laughs) (laughs) So it it alternates every other year, you know, between thoroughfares and residential, you'll kind of see ebb and flows. And I think we're on we're on a thoroughfare year this year. We'll see more residential next year. Uh, You know, but bridges get put in there. Levees get put in there. Some of the the not so uh, you know beautiful things that everybody thinks about gets lumped into that infrastructure number just as much. Well, let us know what we can do to help uh, you guys and the IMPD and the FOP and police departments here in Central Indy to uh, acquire and retain talent. That seems like that's um, high on the priority list. Even though that you guys have, have voted for more money for your officers, it seems like that's still somewhat of a problem. It is, and right now a lot of that money is going towards overtime pay because we get yes. that question out, hey, well, we put the money, well, where's it going? It's, it's overtime. Yep. So, yeah, you know, anybody who'd be interested in joining the force, we're hiring. There's multiple ways of doing it. Um, yeah, so the more we can get that message out, you know, over your airwaves, the better. Michael Paul Hart, Indianapolis City County Council, also running for a seat at the State House. Counselor, thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7, on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.